Hi, our amazing If We Were Writing listeners. Don't worry, you're listening to the right show. This is If We Were Writing. I just wanted to pop in here first. This is Kelly. And in today's show, we have a conversation about fact-checking related to a New Yorker article on gender binary in sports. And after I said something in the show, I wasn't 100% sure. So I realized I should fact-check myself and be accurate. So I do want to preemptively here issue a correction You'll hear me say in the episode that there had been no trans athletes in the history of the Olympics, at least knowingly, uh, but I wasn't sure about this most recent Olympics. And so I wanted to confirm with you all that this last Tokyo Olympics was the first time ever there were trans athletes competing in the Olympics. A couple of athletes who identify as non-binary and a trans woman weightlifter who had gone through the medical transition required by the IOC at the time. And that was the first time ever known in the history of the Olympics. I also wanted to confirm, which is the topic of discussion today, Chris Mogier, the triathlete, was the first trans athlete to compete in the U.S. Olympic trials as the gender they identify as when he competed in the men's 50-kilometer race walk, but he did not make the Olympics. Just wanted to make sure in an episode about fact-checking that we fact-check and get the details right. So consider this my correction on myself. Now on to the show. You are listening to If We Were Writing, a feisty triathlon-ish podcast. I'm Kelly O'Mara, and together with Sarah True, we head up a weekly group ride where we dish on all triathlon news and everything else-ish we want to talk about. We're joined regularly by Khadijah Diggs and Jocelyn Wong-Neal, and Laura Sidal does her Sid Talk segment updating you on everything you need to know from the weekend. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If We Were Writing is a production of Live Feisty Media. Join us on our group ride. All right, Khadijah's back this week, but Sarah's missing now. And so, Khadijah, you missed out on our AMA episode last week. Yes. Yeah. I was heading to Daytona. Oh. Yeah, and I was in the middle of Jacksonville, and I was not pulling over. Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. How was Daytona? It was good. I was... um. I was really, I love, I love multi-sport events. So I love the whole multi-day thing. I got to camp out in my van. Um, my race went great up to mile four of the run. <laughs> so, That's so only was, halfway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I am. Um, I'm allergic to bees and um, I made, I got stung on the bike and I made an executive decision to give myself an EpiPen because my tongue started swelling up. And I got through lap one and lap two, just, yeah. <laughs> but I finished. I came in fifth. Do you carry EpiPens with you? Oh, I keep them on my bike everywhere. Oh. Yeah, I get, I go into anaphylaxis. Yeah, if you're like, if you're really, because I've gotten stuck by bees on bikes, on the bike for sure, but I'm not yeah. like super allergic or anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, fine, yeah. I almost, <laughs> yeah, I was, I saw it in my visor. So I ripped off my visor and started screaming. And of course, all the guys around me are like, okay, what's this chick doing? What's happening? Yeah. And I'm flailing. And yeah, it was, um, yeah. It was, I got I, one in my helmet one time. That was terrible. Like, like went in the vent and I could like feel it like in my, and I was. Yeah. I mean, even if you're not allergic, it's, it makes you frantic. But then once I felt that I had got stung, I was like, okay, make, keep your heart rate down. You got to make it an executive decision and T2. Right. Um, the one that's like, because of like, I'm always running like out on trails. If I, I'm always like, if I get bitten by a rattlesnake, <laughs> like you have to keep your heart rate down, but also get to like help. Because you can get like an antidote if you get it right, like quickly. Yeah. So you have to be like, okay, I need to be calm, but quick. Ooh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I just backed off. I just, <laughs> I was, it was. Somebody said there was a girl who was like riding right behind me. She said it was like mile 50 Mm -hmm. something. So it wasn't that far away. So I just backed off and it was, I felt okay. Then my, I felt my tongue getting bigger. I was like, okay, this is not going to end well. Wait, have you given yourself an EpiPen before? I want to know what it's like. Just feels like a pinch. Hmm. I mean, it's, it's in a, it's in a, um, container you just take the cap off you hit yourself and you hold it for like I hold it for five seconds and then you trash it I really I learned though that you're not supposed to trash it because there's three doses in there I didn't know that a friend of mine who's actually a, um, um, a medic 
uh, emergency medic. She said there's three doses in it. She said you should hold on to it in case you need another dose. So when Oh. you get to somebody who can help you, they could actually take the rest out and give you another one. Hmm. Yeah. What? So Okay, so I thought you meant it goes you I thought you meant you gave yourself like a triple dose. No, But just one, but I, I threw away the rest of it because I didn't know that I didn't. And all the years I've been using an EpiPen, I had no idea it was three doses in there. Well, there you go. Did you, uh, I know your goal was to qualify for Walton's Worlds? Book of Worlds. Yes, Yes, I did. Yay! I did. My ultimate goal was to be in the top five and I eked out a top five. The Good sad for part you. was I thought I was going to make podium, but Yeah, well. just, eh, whatever. But I'll you do it didn't, next year. you didn't die. I Why, didn't that's die. key. That's key. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a Mack truck hit me now. Well, yeah. So. Yeah, uh, my husband ran his first marathon on Sunday, which we never lived. But yeah, he's also like laying in bed with like a fever. And I'm like, it's either What, like what post-marathon, race did you do? the CIM. CIM. Okay. It's either post-marathon terribleness or like you definitely got COVID, right? Like one or the other. So you're like, awesome. So, and then Sarah's missing. But when we get back from um, our ad break here, we are uh, going to have a little voicemail from her. But first... I feel like, guys, so we have to talk about what to do in the winter. Like, I, I keep messing with my hair on the video because I'm like, I just got back from the pool. Do you guys, like, you guys have all this, like, gross hair, wet, I swam burning? this morning. Woo! Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've actually swam through the winter. So that's a big deal. I was, when I learned to swim, I grew up in Chicago and, like, you would get the whole, like, your hair would freeze on the walk home. Whoa. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, I, I do have to, like some people, if they have more than one workout, don't shower after the swim, but I definitely have to shower, like wash all that chlorine off. I leave my hair braided, so Well, there you go. issue. African American hair is a lot different, so Mm. Right, right. It's probably a whole different, whole different yeah. ball game. I just make sure I rinse it and then I pour conditioner through it, but I just never take it out. And it actually protects your hair because it, it saves some of the moisture. Well, I'm bringing this up because, okay, I'm going to let everyone know before we go to our ad break. Lucy Charles Barkley's favorite TryHard bundle is uh, live right now on TryHard, and you can win one of 10 signed casts by Lucy, and you get 10% off the bundle. This is exclusive only to Feisty fans, and you can be entered to win and get the 10% off with the code PARTICIPATE uh, by December 10th. And we'll put the link in the show notes, too, so that everybody can, you know, get their super non-chlorine hair. And then after we come back for this ad break, We will hear from our, our missing Sarah. Iron Women is excited to announce a new partnership with Bicycle, the largest global marketplace for pre-owned bikes. With more than 20,000 pre-owned and refurbished road, gravel, mountain, and triathlon bikes available, Bicycle connects buyers and sellers on a global scale and makes the process of buying and selling bikes safe, easy, and convenient for riders. We all know there are plenty of marketplaces and classified sites out there, but what sets Bicycle apart is their guaranteed buyer protection, secure payments, simple shipping, and first-class customer service. Additionally, when you sell a bike, Bicycle provides a bike box directly to your door and coordinates pickup at a time that works best for your schedule. That kind of service has me swayed, and I'm cleaning up one of my old race bikes to sell on Bicycle right now. For a limited time, you can save up to $100 on your purchase at Bicycle by entering the code FEISTYTRY, all caps and one word, at checkout. That's code FEISTYTRY at Bicycle.com. B-U-Y-C-Y-C-L-E dot com. Chasing Epic is the essence of the Orca brand. It's about seeking moments in life that make us feel truly alive and connected to the beauty of the world around us. And let's be honest, with a lot of swim, bike, and run, we get to see a lot of beauty. Orca's been a longtime partner in Feisty, and we work with them year after year because we love their products and their commitment to creating amazing wetsuits made for women. I absolutely love my Orca wetsuit. Apex is number one, but there's a range of triathlon wetsuits You can choose between flexibility, buoyancy, or a combination of both. Really, there's a wetsuit for every triathlete and for all of your epic adventures. 
As a feisty listener, you can get 15% off with the code IRONWOMEN15 at orchid.com. Get out there and chase some epic friends. So Jocelyn, I know, you know, we're getting older and aging and you've been using Amino Coast Heal as part of your like post-workout recovery, right? Yeah. It seems like after I became a mom and then turned 40, my recovering abilities really tanked. So as you remember, I then tore my meniscus, had to get surgery in my knee, and now I've had this lingering ligament injury in my foot. So I've been adding a scoop of the chocolate flavored heel to like either a glass of chocolate milk or a recovery smoothie. And I love that it helps accelerate muscle repair and reduce inflammation so I can keep training and racing hard in my 40s. Yeah. And so you use the AminoCo Heal chocolate. How do you like it? How does it taste? It tastes pretty good. I mix it up with a bunch of stuff. So it's like Tastes like a chocolate shake. And all AminoCo products are 100% science-backed. It's, you know, Feisty's go-to essential amino acids. And you can get 30% off with the code writing, as in if we were writing, at AminoCo.com slash writing. You'll also get a free gift for new purchasers. That's AminoCo, A-M-I-N-O-C-O dot com slash writing. And use the code writing at checkout for 30% off and a free gift. Hello, ladies. I am very sorry. I can't make it tonight. I will have to forego a ride for another week. I am absolutely in the weeds, as they say. Uh, End of the semester for me, just really behind. Um, Actually, not behind. I just am overwhelmed by the amount of work I have to do. And unfortunately, our time where we normally ride together is also one of my somewhat productive hours before I fall asleep at nine. So I won't be able to ride with you, but I do have a couple of messages for you. So I was wondering what you think about this. I was reading a New Yorker article about basically it's about the, how the binary system for biological sex in sports um you know isn't a perfect system and in the article they mention how chris chris moser in triathlon has broken barriers by being a trans athlete repping the u.s at the olympics and my first thought is you know sarah let it go it doesn't matter it doesn't matter at all and then i'm like you know what this is factually incorrect it's the new yorker it's not buzzfeed can you hear my kid in the background? Um, so it's, I feel like journalistic integrity, fact checking, right? So I ended up writing an email to the editor and it took me way more time than I actually have to find the relevant email. Um, I'm like, hey, just a heads up, fact checking, here we go. Now, I would like to discuss whether or not I am being absolutely ridiculous in needing, feeling that urge to fact check and whether any of you ever feel need to fact check other people about something that, like it's only things that I know for a fact are correct or not. And this is absolutely wrong. If it's something in the gray area or something I'm not an expert in, I'm not gonna write a letter to the editor, but I feel like this is an area where I, have earned a little expertise. Anyway, I'm curious what your thoughts are. Part of me feels very petty and silly. Maybe I am <laughs> just looking for somebody else to back me up. Yeah, my kid is trying to drink seltzer right now, by the way, and it's getting all over him. So that is where things are right now. He sounds like how I feel, just a crying toddler the seltzer all over me because somebody isn't paying attention to me at this moment. Um, all right. Let's see. What else do I have to add? Not a lot. I'm really struggling a bit with motivation these days. Um, just, I, I find it incredibly hard going into the hospital a couple days a week and coming out and it's dark and I don't see light all day because our offices do not have a window. 
And I'm wondering if you or any of our listeners have some wise words for managing this time of year and being an athlete with all the dark. Oh my gosh. Okay. My toddler is absolutely soaking wet. I should probably take care of this. Anyway, I'm sorry to miss out on a ride and I look forward to seeing you all tomorrow. And listeners, don't worry. I will be back. All right. So we're not going to tackle the whole like spectrum of binary gender. What Sarah's most upset about is that Chris Mosier, as much as I love Chris, did not go to the Olympics. So how did the New Yorker get that wrong? I, I'm disturbed that she spent so much time looking for the editor to email that she doesn't have time to be on our podcast tonight. <laughs> That's what I got out That's of That's what you took from that? Okay. Yes. yes. <laughs> I actually, I, I'm with her though. I would be so annoyed. Like, if I was reading an article about something, I mean, this does happen to me all the time. You're reading an article about something you actually know like a lot about and they're yeah. like wrong. Like they're just not like, not like, oh, I don't agree with them. Like that is not an accurate fact. Right. That I'm like, well, what else did you get wrong? What are you getting wrong in stories that I don't know things about? Right. Yeah. But people think everything that's on the internet is correct. But this is the New Yorker. The New Yorker hires like multiple fact checkers. You'd, you'd be surprised because even at, at work, sometimes you wonder. <laughs> so I like when I heard, her, you know, I was able to like look for this article and like skim it quickly before we came together to talk. It's very long, but I kind of, do you want me to read the sentence? Oh, okay. Yes. So that we can judge yes. the accuracy. Okay. Yes, okay. <laughs> and so, the grammar. <laughs> uh, it is... Oh my gosh, it's like a super, super long sentence. Right, it's a New Yorker sentence with like super long. But then, dashes. yeah, all of these like after two semicolons, it says the first American to make an Olympic team consistent with their gender I gender identity after transitioning was actually a trans man, the triathlete Chris Moser. Okay, here's what's really upsetting about that sentence. Are you ready? I am mm -hmm. actually not aware of any out trans athlete who has made an Olympic team. Like now someone might have to double fact check me on that. But as of like the last Olympics, right? When I checked this like the last time around, so I don't know mm -hmm. about like right now and everything, that was the case because that's like what like people that was one of the you know facts that, like you know what people are like, oh they're gonna yeah. right. So I know that there was not an openly trans athlete that had transitioned that had ever made the Olympics for any sport, any country, right? Yeah. So that's like multiple levels of wrong. <laughs> that sentence, you see what I'm saying? Like, not only did Chris like not make the Olympics, but that's not right. So I, I'm with Sarah. I would, I would definitely have sent an, I would 100% have sent an email. Yeah. I think if I was reading this article, well, is the problem that you can't comment on New Yorker articles? Cause I feel like this is like, don't hunt for the editor's email. People will just like ream them in the comments. No, you can know it's because Sarah was trying to like correct the mistake, not just right. Like she was trying to like, you know, do you guys read the like in the New Yorker? There's always like these like they like pick a few letters to put at the front too, like little blurbs, and it's always like the guy whose book they reviewed is like, well, I feel like you got so they're totally going to use Sarah's letter now and be like, Olympian Sarah True wanted to point out that we were incorrect on page 63. Okay, and sometimes there are little comments at the bottom where it was like edited the original version of the story. Oh yeah, they're this. definitely going to have to put a correction in because that's just wrong. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, Sarah, you are not being petty. That is wrong. It's If I read this article myself, I would have like seen that and also been like, this is not right. But I don't know that I would go through the trouble of like, hunting down the editor i did i have i did like hunted you down are a journalist email, but i have like hunted down an editor's email to be like here are the six things you got wrong <laughs> like, <laughs> um, i don't think i've ever done that you've never done that it's all like it's like i don't do it a lot because like she said most of the time you're like whatever not my problem i don't mm -hmm. care but sometimes you're like you are perpetuating bullshit this is bad for democracy you're destroying America with your inaccuracies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but her second question, which I appreciate, I particularly enjoyed Hawk like yelling through all of the background yeah. of the voicemail. Her second question about how do you deal with the dark? I gotta say, doesn't it 
maybe this is it feels like shittier this year it feels darker and colder earlier yeah it's actually warmer in Atlanta than it has been I've always I just hate I remember growing up I mean you get out of school at three o'clock before you get off the train it's dark it's like I hate it that's the hardest I can deal with cold Mm -hmm. even though I hate the cold but that lack of sunlight man that's hard yeah I feel like it's worse when you have a bunch of stuff you typically get done like in those darker hours because it's just like drearier and like you're just less motivated in general like if I was getting off work and had like nothing to do but like sit and like watch tv and have a beer then it wouldn't be too bad but if you're actually trying to be productive or you have a small toddler then it's actually yeah it's speed work with a headlamp is not fun and it's like swimming you have to do in the evening because it's the one that's like most like you can't ride your bike in the dark really right and you like and running kind of sucks so like swim if you're trying like time wise you're like well swimming is the one i have to do in the evening but it's so i like have not been able to get myself excited about dark i I just don't do doubles (laughs) well (laughs) that's how you solve that problem (laughs) don't do doubles in the winter i have to my daughter's decided to take on every sport known to man (laughs) flag football soccer basketball she had a concert this evening so do you swim or run in the evenings or both? I usually swim and do my cycling in the evening because I, I like to ride on the kicker. I do. Oh, you almost, do the trainer. Yeah, 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 yeah I yeah, do. Okay. Except for my long ride, I do like all my interval training. I do it on the kicker because I like the control. I do not. We have like I live in um like two blocks from a valley road that you can just it's just like, right. So it's like literally like riding the trainer, except outside, like there are no stoplights, there are no stops. Like I can just go back. back so it's like, forth, why, yeah. right. Like I'm always like, so I just do not ride the trainer. I'm like, why would I do that? Yeah. No. And I have a couple of spots in my neighborhood. They're like hills for two miles. Like if I want to practice my climbing, I'll do that. But all my interval stuff I do on mm-hmm. the trainer, just the long rides and my hills. I do. See, I will only do it if I have to get a bike ride in, in the evening. Cause I, I do hate evening workouts. They are just like yeah. miserable. Yeah. Speed work's the only thing I hate doing in the Well, in it's the because dark. it's like running in the dark. You, It's like something, it's like the perception. Like you're like, I'm running so fast. And then you're like, you look at your watch and you're like, oh. <laughs> oh, I oh. think I actually run faster in the dark because I'm like a little more terrified that someone. Oh yeah, sure. There's me, that. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would run um, like in the evenings, like they're like a loop across in the gym, right? Like around this park. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, it's like a kind of empty park, but there are street lights, right? And there's a guy up ahead. And as, and he like was like, and I came around the corner and he had like ducked into a bush or what, right? And you just go, Ooh. nope, nope, I'm out. And I like yep. turned around. I was like, nope, not gonna, not gonna attack by this dude in a bush. Like, That's maceable. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Nope, nope, nope. So. Uh, yes, yeah, so we have no advice for Sarah, basically, well, is what I'm hearing. Well, does Sarah even listen to our podcast when she's not on? Oh, that's a good question. Now that we're going is... to ask her that. Uh-huh. Yeah, because uh-huh. yeah, my advice would be to see if she can try one of those UV lamps while she's doing, like, mm-hmm. homework at night, because that's supposed to help with, like, the lack of daylight in the winter. But we can quiz her next week and see right, if we'll she actually will listen to when my she's, I also like, so you know how every week we explain the latest controversy to Sarah because she's mm-hmm. obviously very, very busy and does not, besides reading her New Yorker stories <laughs> and sending emails. <laughs> <laughs> so I was so excited, Jocelyn, for you to explain like this whole controversy with the Malibu triathlon to her because I think it's like the funniest thing ever. Well, I didn't uh, know about that. What's, what's well, so now I feel like, so now maybe, you know, maybe we'll explain it to Khadija. Yes, <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> you okay. didn't want to bring up my Cozumel controversy? <laughs> oh, yeah. So Jocelyn's Cozumel controversy is that she, uh, we all refer to it as like a West, West Coast, Western region race. Mm-hmm. And she's like, but it's in like the middle of the country. It, no, it's like, not even the middle. It's like it's under Alabama the, or whatever. It's south of Khadija lives in Atlanta. Do you consider Cozumel part of the West Coast races? <laughs> I just consider it a, like a Caribbean race. See, I, I think, think that's South like, America Caribbean race. It's Mexican. And like Jocelyn in all our heads, like Mexico is like closer to like Texas and Florida and Arizona. Oh you don't think Georgia and think Mexico. Those are not like yeah. connected. It's oh. 
directly south of Alabama. I know. So last week, Kelly mentioned it was like lumped in with Ironman California and Arizona. And, and then she says Cozumel. And I was like, and Ironman Florida. And she's like, no, no, that's like totally Maybe separate. Maybe it's just got more of like a West Coast vibe. Yeah, it's more of a West I Coast vibe. Yeah. And then but this article triathlon came magazine. out triathlete backed me up and also yeah. put it under the Western region. And so then it made me totally question the, are my geography skills just awful? And so then I looked it up on a map and I was like, no, I still feel like this is closer to the East coast. You're being literal about geography and this is more of a vibe. Okay. <laughs> geography is a vibe. All right. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, it's not close to Arizona and California. I'm not crazy. I mean, even Florida, I really think should be like lumped in with the Canadian races because it's got more of like a Canadian because all oh the Canadians God. come down there to race. They anyways. do. It's like got a I Canadian went, vibe. Because hey. like Mexico, like again, Mexico is more Californian than Georgian. Uh, and so I was in Mexico one, one winter and yeah, our entire resort was, and I didn't realize they were all Canadian until like the resort was playing hockey, like around the clock. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, these Mexicans are like really into hockey. Like <laughs> what is happening? And then you go to like one of those dinners and they're like, everyone from the U S cheer. And it's like me and like five of you. And then they're like, everyone from Canada. And it was like everyone. And I was like, whoa, so, mm-hmm. there you go. But no, Jocelyn, that is not the controversy this week. The controversy (laughs) this week. Here's what I think is hilarious. I'm going to tell you, DJ, about this. So Super League Triathlon, you know, Super League, they bought the Malibu Triathlon like a year ago, two years. And then they bought Chicago and they bought New York. And they're like trying to make this whole big like U.S. series. Oh, they bought Chicago and New York. Wow. Yeah. So then they're trying to make this. So they like just hired like literally like three weeks ago. They said I could talk to him like in the new year, this head of U.S. events. So they're like trying to make this huge big push to the U.S. And then here's what happened this week. The guy who sold them the Malibu triathlon uh-huh. snaked them behind their back, went to the Malibu city council and got the one permit for a triathlon in the city. Cause the Malibu is like obviously a, you know, Malibu. And so there's only like, two, they only allow two races a year. So he got the one permit for his like, and he started like a new company. It's like called the something Zuma foundation. That's going to like donate money to the city Malibu inner city youth or whatever. I don't know. And like, and so he's starting his whole own race that looks a lot like the race that he sold to Super League. And so if this goes down, they're like, like the meeting next week is to like approve it. They're like, like Super League won't, like there won't be a Malibu. Like, isn't that insane? That's insane. That seems sketchy as hell. I want to know how they didn't put a non-compete in that contract. Like, like when Iron Man bought Vine Man here, right? The Mm -hmm. only reason that Vineman didn't, that those guys didn't like immediately turn around and put on another race is because they had a five-year non-compete for the region. Like that's like standard when you buy a race or anything like that. But this new race, is it going to have like the the star power of a Super League? Well, I don't know because this guy's basically started his own, you know, off-brand, the triathlon of Malibu, right? Like whatever, like his off, ah. right? Like, but who's going to come to that? Well, all I the mean, people that Malibu used to come before. Yeah. <laughs> all the celebrities. <laughs> David DeCovney. Right. J- J-Lo, she's going to be at the, at the triathlon of All Malibu. the people with 30,000 yeah. bikes that hired people to ride them for them. Yeah. <laughs> but isn't that crazy? I think that's like the craziest thing I've heard. Like that. And it also really makes me feel like somebody just like did not understand like California City Council. Did Maca cut that deal? No, like, well, like Super League. Maca's like barely involved in Super League anymore. You know what I mean? I mean, I like he's like a figure, but he yeah. No, it's like they they have a whole operation, but they're like a UK based London operation. Yeah, and I feel like like they also had that whole issue with like they almost lost their permit right before the race this past time because there was an endangered fish in the stream. And I feel like they just like really don't understand California. Right? I feel like they need somebody on the ground here who's like, look, you need to go to the planning commission meeting and like play nice. I feel like this guy, I don't even know who this guy is, but he's like, I am picturing like Mr. Burns from The Simpsons and he's just like, it's like Michael Epstein, I think. Anyway, I think this is like the funniest thing I've heard. Epstein. She said Michael Epstein. I think that's okay. what his name is. It's something like that. Yeah. So that's my controversy for the week. I think it's like the funniest, worst 
terrible thing I've heard. Weren't they trying to like rebrand it as the triathlon majors, right? Yeah, they were going to have like the Malibu and Chicago and New York and make it like this whole big thing and like bring back non-draft racing in the U.S. It was going to be great. So I'm kind of like, oh, no, this Hmm. is not good. There were more draft legal races in the United States. I I look forward to those. I only get to do it like two or three times a year. It really kind of stinks that they don't have, yeah, Yeah. we don't have more. Yeah, it's just like. Not a thing here. So then what he's going to do, this Michael Epstein guy or whatever his name is, he's going to turn around and be like, all right, I'll sell you this one permit. That's what he's going to, that's what I think. For another one billion (laughs) dollars. This is like, okay, so like liquor license. (laughs) Absolutely. You heard it here first. (laughs) It's out, you know how like um, liquor licenses and stuff can be hard to get? And so okay. when a restaurant goes out of business, they'll like sell their liquor license to somebody else for like a couple hundred thousand dollars. Like this is the thing. So this is what this feels like, right? It's like very. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know what? They need to hire me and I will explain California politics to them and help them help them navigate. Yes. It's, you know what? You're going to, we're going to start a triathlon dark web. Oh, good. Good. Not the travel under one. Are there any updates on the 180 postages? No, I think the, the bikes are all still in a shipping container and going through legal, legal wrangling, legal fighting. Yeah, it's gotten really quiet about it. I mean, I think it's just lawyers, right? Because there's a point once lawyers get involved where, like, you don't hear a lot because they're everyone's being told, like, shut the fuck up. Like, yeah. we're doing our lawyer thing. I know? bet the lawyers shut down the GoFundMe. Oh yeah, they definitely one hundred percent. No more GoFundMe. No one's saving these bikes now, except no. us. The lawyers want to be the heroes. That's what we often think about lawyers, you know. <laughs> Hero. Okay, complex. we have we do have one a voicemail though from a listener, and so we're gonna play that uh, before we go to break, and then when we come back, we're gonna hear from Sid Talks or from Sid. We have Sid Talks and Sid, uh, who just won Patagon Man, Patagonia, Patagon Man. After this break. Hi there. My name's Laurel. First, I wanted to say that I love the podcast. I've been a listener since 2019 through all of the iterations, and I'm a huge fan. Thanks for continuing to put uh, this content out, and uh, and I really look forward to listening to it every week. Um, I originally discovered this podcast, like I said, in 2019 when I was living in Shanghai in China, And training with a group of female triathlete friends, we were all living in China, and we raced triathlons and half Ironmans there. And one of those women, Lauren Tinanenko, now lives in Chile. And this is why I wanted to voicemail you today, um, because I saw that Laura Sidal just won the Patagon Man in Chile, and so figured it might come up on the show. I want to share um, that Lauren, the friend, my friend from China who uh, who now lives in Chile, she and her partner Nico just completed 16 full Ironman distance triathlons in eight weeks. So that's two per week, one in every region of Chile. They called it the Chile Man 16, and that's uh, that's the handle that it can be found on Instagram too, Chile Man 1616. Uh, and the terrain that they did for these races included like water, really cold water down to seven degrees Celsius. Um, they had rides through and runs through mountains. They, they did rides on gravel terrain. They did runs on trails. They had snow and rain and luckily for them, some sunshine too. Um, but it really showcased all 16 regions of Chile. Uh, so I just wanted to share this cool story that relates to Chile and, uh, and make sure that the team knew about it. Anyway, thanks uh, again for putting out the podcast. And I look forward to listening next week. All right, Sid, you are still in Chile at a Airbnb on the side of a mountain by yourself. <laughs> no, I'm freaking the fuck out. I feel like I'm in a horror movie and I don't want to talk about it because it's going to put pictures in my head. No, I am. I'm still in Patagonia. Um, I am staying in an amazing Airbnb. It's just someone's house, but it is like up this track. There are other houses around, like just spaced out on this land. So I can see lights. So you don't feel completely remote, but it's like 
there's also no curtains in this place and that freaks me out because mm. I like shutting the curtains at, an, at night however the amazing thing is like you wake up in the morning to the light and I just look out of the bedroom and I just see like straight you know I'm not even getting out of bed and I just open my eyes and there's just mountain views out all the windows so it's oh, yeah. yeah it's pretty cool I was here with my support crew and then they'd gone home today so it's just me for me for tonight so you're there for Patagonia man which is like is it the first original extreme try or is it just like the most famous of the extreme try? You know well, I mean, Norseman's probably the most famous. Oh, Norseman's the original. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's but true. I think this is kind of, I feel this is taking over. Like it's so mm. unique here and like just, yeah, down. It's called, you know, the end of the world triathlon. And they were part of the X try series and actually they've gone off on their own. So doing this race doesn't qualify you for Norseman or anything, which I knew then that wasn't reason for doing oh, yeah, it. That has its whole own little like qualification. Yeah. Cause like, I mean, oh, this yeah, race is, okay. they've got the team are amazing here. They've got such like, they're so good. So much with the local community, just so want everyone to have a great time. And they've got really like ambitious plans to like make it grow it and stuff. And it just didn't work with X try from what I can work out. So yeah anyway but I think it's one of the original I definitely out of all the X tries it's definitely the well like it's the one I that appealed to me the most to do and I'm just not and I want to clarify as well this is not a retirement race can I just say that like everyone's like oh yeah I'm going to do that race when I retire I'm like I'm not retiring yet okay good but just it's not a retirement how was the other than biking like an hour slower than you did yes so (laughs) slow yeah because it's like that hilly like um so the bike the bike course is like as well it's it's 170 and the first like two thirds is actually like in theory tailwind Mm. and then the last third is a lot of climbing but some then like a fast last 20k is fast descent but the last like 40k is block headwind or it's gusting headwind and even with the tailwind like the road surface is so rough and so slow. And then you've got like gravel sections as well. And then potholes to avoid. It's just, yeah. It's Wait, just... did you ride gravel on your time trial bike? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like, uh, like they kept saying, and it's not gravel how we would picture gravel in the US, like in Colorado or California, which is this beautiful, you know, sandy, you know, like the red right, color, like dirt road. compact yeah. dirt track. Yeah. This is gravel, which is roadworks. So it's like fucking massive rocks and ruts hmm. and uh, lots of washboard and then like deep rocks. So that like sandy. So you just can't, you're like, you got no control. And I mean, half the road, the main road that runs the north, south of the country, I rode, drove a bit of it today and drove for like 100K on this gravel stuff. And it was hard, bad enough in the car. But yeah. So yeah. So gravel. You're really not making this potholes. sound appealing. As like a bucket list race. <laughs> I, I I know I'm not um, because it's also, f- you, we lucked out with the weather. Like you come down here and they, they do advertise it. It's all seasons in one day. It's all seasons in one hour you get. And they've had mm. really bad weather here. So I got here last Saturday and I didn't see a single bit of blue sky. It was raining. It was snowing. It was like 50K an hour winds. It was just mm. cold. It was five degrees lower and it was really not that appealing <laughs> um <laughs> and I was really like oh god this is you but that you know that's kind of what you sign up for like it is going to be tough um and you get on the ferry so it's a ferry that drops you off in the dark so you're swimming in the dark you have these little lights in your swim buoy and it looks like sort of you know Chinese lanterns it looks magical <laughs> but we got on the boat in the dark not knowing what weather was gonna come for the day and they take you out and they had told us the swim would be short because it ended up being eight degrees water temperature, celsius. which celsius. Yeah. Yeah. So what's, I think 50 like is about 40s. 10. Yeah. So it's mid, yeah. yeah. Mid forties. Oh, that's, I've had, I've done races in like 48 and oh, it's terrible. Yeah. So they had shortened the swim, but they hadn't told us how they just said it's fucking cold. Like we just, we've got to change plans. Anyway, but you get onto the boat in the dark and you're just all like, and we actually have found, you see, this is going to go longer than our five minutes. We found someone had given me the tip to like go upstairs and there's like a lounge area on this ferry and it's comfy seats. So a few went up there and then like two minutes later, they came in like, no, 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 you can't stay up here. You have to go back down on deck. So you go back on deck and it's freezing. I took the hotel slippers. That was a win. Um, But you've also got boots and gloves on. But then the sun started to or it started to get light and it was clear sky 
and they made us jump off the boat into the water and I think because I'd built myself up to be so cold it wasn't it actually bad. wasn't as bad as I was yeah, expecting yeah, yeah. but I then looked back I just like did a 360 spin and it was this clear sky and you saw this big opening of the boat which is all these iconic pictures mm-hmm. and just these snow-capped mountains behind and I was like oh my fucking god this is amazing and that was it <laughs> that was like my day was like I was like I'm happy now this is just so incredible so we had about a 2k swim and then we got out and actually I wasn't too cold so I was really happy with that did layer up did then do a full change strip nudity everything and I've got film cameras on me as well because they're doing a documentary <laughs> and I'm just like I'm stripping You're like it's <laughs> happening yeah so wore quite a lot of clothes on the bike because it was like two degrees and stuff or five degrees right. um but we just we lucked out we had blue sky all day but and again, like, bad, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, like I said, like normally it, the weather's so changeable, but you know, yeah, and I, even going over the pass, which had had snow on it two days before, like no, no cloud in the sky, and it was amazing. It was still cold and it was still brutally windy. Um, and I kept all my the thing I did that I think a lot of people made mistakes because it wasn't as bad as we thought when we started climbing a lot of people stripped off their layers because they got hot oh, and then they got colder because you had top, yeah. we had our crew and then the descent down the other side was super windy and they got super cold on the last 20k going into t2 so they all arrived in t2 freezing like freezing right yeah interesting yeah Seems and then like the, a very and then the run is i have to say the run is slightly longer than a marathon <laughs> it's about 43 44k um and the first 20k is uphill predominantly uphill um but it's just oh it's it's stunning like you're just Hmm. running in the middle of nowhere on your own but there's this you're on this track there's a lake there's snow-capped mountains there's blue sky it's just yeah and then the 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 other sorry I'm going on now the other (laughs) amazing thing about Patagon Man is you get to ring a bell at the that's your finish line and it's like the thing is to get to ring the bell but for the winners, so for the first male and the first female, it's actually the the bell is um, sort of behind or next to a gate and they open the gate up as you finish to ring oh, the okay. bell. And then the gate stays open for everyone else finishing and everyone else still gets to ring the bell, but they don't get the gate opening. So I'm running down and the last 2K, you're, you've come off the track and you're on this road and it's slight downhill. It's about a K and a half. You can see the lake at the bottom that's where the finish line, the gate is. You can see the flags. You've got a bit of a tailwind, but your legs are like Posted, the last yeah. seven. Ca- yeah, you've, you've done a lot of downhill. You've done a lot of climbing. You've done everything. And I'm like, oh, I don't know what I do. Do I push the gate open? Do I like, do they open it? And I, <laughs> I, you know, I didn't know. And I was like, oh God, I don't know what to do. I'd not even thought about that. I just thought about this bell. Right. Anyway, they they are meant to open the gate but I get there and they they can't unlock it they've got a rope tied because it was so windy they had to tie it shut so it didn't blow open while they were waiting for me and but they've tied it so tight and with the wind blowing the winds tighten the knot on the rope so they can't get the rope open off to open the gate so I'm stood there with this gate shut going do I ring the bell? Do I wait for them to open the gate? Am I meant to run back up the road to come <laughs> back do it again? Down, yeah. Do it again and bless them. It was brilliant. They were like, it was so funny. I think it's captured on some of the videos. Okay. I, was like, oh, I don't know what I'm meant to do. Oh well. Anyway, they finally managed to untie the rope. So it's worth. So it's worth uh, worth doing despite all of the uh, craziness. I like. I mean, we had an ima- magic day. It's it is definitely tough, but they advertise it that it's an extreme try. It's not meant to be easy. It's not meant to be Iron Man. They don't want to be called Iron Man. So don't expect like people were complaining it was a shortened swim. And it's like the bike's short, the run's long. You're not complaining about that. Like it doesn't have to be exact distances. There's enough challenges with the weather, the road conditions, the road surface. You get dogs running out of you, you get a cow. You know, it's but it's so unique and it's so magical. In all fairness, I have done um, thing. So yeah. Ironman brand races in South America yeah. where there were dogs and cows. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like that's just sort of how that works. You know what? Like I got a massive bottle of beer okay. at the FIFA winning. I got a traditional hat. I got a traditional pottery jug. I got accommodate like some nights stay in the race hotel for post-race, which that's another story. But anyway, like they and like the local tri-club, I got to meet the kids and they're doing a lot. It, yeah, I could, I'd, if you're going to do any race, this is a definitely a, a, a good one. But it does 
because it's an A to B race, it does need a little bit of logistics right, and planning. Logistics and yeah. Are yes. you done for the season now? Are I am done. Well, um, can't. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm done for the year. Oh, okay. So, but because of May and the crash, and then not racing through the summer, I'm gonna obviously have a rest now this week. But I'm gonna try and build, carry on momentum through and do New Zealand. Uh, with yeah, every other I man guess and like his dog by the sounds of it as well. Sure, because yeah. Australia, New Zealand, it's so confusing. Like they really are the only places that still have races going right now. Well, they're just starting their summer. They're just yeah. starting. Yeah, yeah. Very confusing. Yeah. So, so yeah. All right. Well, did you? Uh, obviously, we haven't talked in a few weeks. Uh, yes biggest result that you missed in the last few weeks what would you be your pick oh biggest we... result i don't know because i've missed it i don't know it. Well, there you go. <laughs> i don't point. know what's happened Fair i've point. been in a stress hole <laughs> of like patagon man and what the fuck am i doing why did i sign up for this um i saw lisa norden broke the bike course world record for at bustleton yeah she biked 421 yeah. in western australia yeah, which is yeah. awesome i love is, lisa um, yeah significantly faster than uh 540 in patagonia man <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit oh my god and 10k longer probably yeah um and i think i Fenella, but finella beat her out uh it western australia i think setting a course record there finella got a course record i saw and it's her first win finally she's managed to get the win uh it, it does up. seem like everyone's setting like we had course records in florida i'm sure yeah. we're gonna have some at bahrain 70.3 this upcoming weekend cause it's sort of like fixed. i don't know somehow that oh, course sorry did shorter. i say that yeah that course yeah, gets yeah. shorter every year no yeah. i'm kidding yeah. um so yeah, it's interesting. It's like everyone's setting course records now at the end of the year. It is like, but it's happening. I don't know whether it's a combination of, I mean, well, Lisa set a bike record, so that's different. But the shoes, obviously, on the run, the standard is just getting better. I think on the women's side, particularly, we're just seeing this next level of women's of women's taking the taking racing to the next level, and that's I think why we're seeing all these records getting broken because it's they've sort of been. They've been impressive races, uh, impressive records before that, but we've just got this sudden leap forward in what women are doing and how they're racing, and that's why I think we're seeing a lot of the records going. True. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think what else. What else? What else has happened since I've seen you? No, I'm kidding. Uh, there's been a lot of, lot of races. Uh, it does feel like I keep every week. I'm like, oh, it's the end of the season. Now I feel like I'm really, really no. We had a big. It was a big weekend. The Norwegians are taking on like the rest of the world again. New Norwegians, right, we have new aren't Norwegians. they? Yeah, yeah. I think most interestingly, there's always been. Um, I don't know if there's a. I don't have concerns, right word, but this like, okay, sure, like the Norwegians. You really just mean two guys. It could just be like those two guys are fast and they work well together. And like what what you actually have built is that they like compete with each other. You don't actually have a larger system, right? Like that's always been the like, eh, especially since like they've never had particularly good women. Yeah. So it's always been like, do you really know how to coach women, or is your system like just work for guys? But and is it their system because they're not actually those two aren't actually right. in the system kind of thing yeah anymore yeah but now yeah. we have like a Solvig Lovisset which I'm gonna have to figure out how to pronounce your name Solvig Solvite Solvite I'm very bad at the European names with all the umla- like the dots the V's and, and the W's and the yeah yeah, yeah. but so she won in seventy point three and so I'm like oh yeah maybe maybe they're actually maybe their whole system is actually good at seventy point threes yeah and not Olympic and not Olympic distance. Oh, yeah, man. and was it Casper uh, Storms Kasper won the men's? I mean, he's yeah. he's he's done so he's, he's been have he been around? That's a bit harsh. He's he's been prominent in races or won races sure. seventy point three before. But yeah, now we're seeing the emergence on the women's side. Yeah, yeah, crazy. So, uh, well, next week we'll talk about our uh, favorite race of the year, race of the year, favorite yeah. of the year. So just story fan favorites up. as well. Oh, fan we had favorites yeah. now. <laughs> Very popular here today. Um, we had um um. Oh, what have I got in my pocket? Oh, that's my uh, ticket for my pizza. Um, uh, CIM. Sorry, you can tell my brain oh, is not marathon. functioning. You yeah, we had like, CIM marathon, marathon this past weekend. Which yeah. a load of triathletes did. Yes. Because I think obviously a lot were trying to do qualifying, you know, just see if they could get their qualifying time, which I think is awesome. And I, so I'm obviously biased though because Manny Hansen. Um, yeah, he ran, um, he just missed it. Chelsea Burns was there. She just missed the women's yeah. time. Um, there Matt ran it, yeah. So the men's was 218. I don't know what the women's is. The women's is 237. The men's is 218. The women's is 237. The women's dropped yeah. more. So the last time around, it was 219 and 245. And so they dropped the women's okay. much more drastically. Um, and uh, there are two, eight, like, two things. One is that 
the women have stepped up last time around yeah. there was only like Again, 80 same men, yeah women well, like last time up, around yeah. there was only 80 something women who had run 237 and this yeah. time we have 173 so Ooh. clearly that's like they stepped up but at the same time that time's significantly faster than 245 yeah. um so i i hope i suspect that they will adjust it like it'll go back a little bit right it'll yeah. be like 239 or 240 for the next yeah. time because it's hard not to argue that like the women's time is a lot harder than the men's now yeah yeah it's yeah. sort of but that's like uh, so i didn't realize so she chelsea only missed it by a minute that's awesome yeah she was close i thought and her matt was like four, I, I was super impressed with matt like 222 off the back of his year of racing as mm-hmm. well like if you think about matt runners probably only do one or two races a year and he done like i don't know how many he's done but yeah I know. Yeah. I told you, though, I didn't see him out there because, and this is not an exaggeration, there were 215 men in a race that only has like 8,000 people that ran under 230. Yeah, it's crazy. Which is like, So it was literally like standing out there on the side. And it's also because they don't um, do a separate start for like the elite women. Yeah. They don't do a break between uh, elite. And so it just kind of like merges and it's just, and they, you know, like we're used to triathlon, right? We're like yeah. the age groups are spaced. Anyway, so basically it was like, I'm standing there and it's like hundreds and hundreds of like fast men right and they yeah. all are wearing like the same shorts like everyone has bought like the same outfit from the running straight and you're like yeah. and it all just starts to blend and you're like i have and then like eventually you're like i haven't seen a then i'm like did i miss did they like start the women at a different time was that like, a different yeah was it like one of those courses like, where they start somewhere else right. and merge up further i was like did i miss something yeah. and then like am one I, woman goes by and, like then tucked into like then there's like one woman who because the woman who won ran like a 229 so like she's like tucked into this group of men and she just like and then it was another 100 men before the next woman and i was like what is happening (laughs) like this is surreal it was i've like never seen that before it was like the weirdest thing i've ever seen so i missed matt i did not see matt oh yeah i mean in in those hundreds of men he was in there yeah (laughs) Yeah. he did awesome though but yeah so Uh, so yeah next year next week fun parts of the year favorite parts of the year favorite parts of the year so think about that you have a whole week to recover and think about yeah. your favorite thing yes right. and try and like, will... consolidate it down into a short you only get to pick rather... one yeah yeah you only get to pick okay one. it's never gonna happen all right we'll, we'll <laughs> talk about it next week <laughs> so here's my question would you ever do one of these x tries extreme triathlons however we're framing them if the swim's not longer than an iron man <laughs> maybe it's not cold i'll do it no, well, okay, like Patagon Man was super cold, and then Norse Man is like the really big one, and it's like crazy cold, like super, super cold. Yeah, I watched Norseman on like YouTube or something, and it reminded me too much of Iron Man Alaska. Yeah, I was just like, no, I'm good. You're like, no, 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 no. Okay. I really want, I do kind of want to do Norse Man though. I do think it'd be like, yeah. I mean, the bike and the run look like a challenge I would love, but I'm not getting in that water. That's out. If I could do a relay, I'm gonna do a relay. <laughs> Wait, tell tell me about Patagon Man. Like, is it extra long at all? No, it's actually like no. So like Norseman was like the first of these like extreme triathlon things, right? And then they started popping up all over. There's like there's like Kelp Man. There was Alaska Man for a while. Whatever. They're all they're Survivor Extra in Arizona. Anyway, and so Patagon Man is like maybe the second biggest, like the second most popular for Norseman. And so it's on Patagonia. And the thing about these, the thing about these, uh, like they're about Ironman distance, but like not exactly. But like more elevation, more technical. Oh, way more elevation, Uh way more elevation, way more technical. It's kind of like adventure, it's more adventure-y. It's like you will, you will bike up this mountain and then you will run to the top. It's like shit like that, right? Or it's like, oh, we will go across this entire island. Sounds like, like an Alyssa Gadeski thing. Yes. So it's very like extreme, but I don't know what, you know, what qualifies. And, oh, and it's self-supported. That's the, you have to bring your own. Oh, yeah. Yeah. the self-supported part. So yeah, I have a friend who's doing the Ultraman and okay. I'm going to participate in the, Betsy's going to be the support vehicle. Oh, is that your van? Yes. Ooh, <laughs> which one? Which Ultraman, Ultraman in or Florida. Which van? Oh, the Florida it, one. Okay. I only have one van. <laughs> oh, you should have seen some of the setups at, at Daytona, man. Yeah. I was like, this this one guy was literally, it was like a bus. I was like, his his bus cost more than my house. It was insane. I <laughs> I, you know, smoke up to my little spot. With my van. <laughs> just like, 
Like, yep, yep. Um, so you're gonna crew for Ultraman Florida? Wow. I was just talking to I think it's well, uh he was like a triathlon-ish subscriber. I think he listens to the podcast, so hello. But he was just crewing for the woman who won the Ultraman World Championships. Ooh. Um and so yeah, it sounds it's like you can basically you can either be like super laid back and like, hey, we're just gonna hang out, or you can be like have binders and spreadsheets. And like, you know what I mean? Like be very organized and focused. And I feel like I know which one Khadijah is going to be. I'll have all his lined. No. No. (laughs) I'll have all his nutrition lined up. Meals on the door. His significant other is the crew lead. So I'm just going to drive up far enough. I can get a little training in, make sure everything's on point. (laughs) Need your wheels. No. Need more fuel. No. Give me what you got. Keep it moving. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, no. I used to I do used spreadsheets to... when I uh, did ultras because I would have a small crew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kelly, you need to know these things because you're going to do your Oh, I know, so ultra, I'm doing right? like the 100K, but like the thing about 100K is like, I don't know. I mean, my goal is like 12 hours, right? And it's like, I'm used to doing Ironman in 12, right? Like that's, like, what do, like, I don't, like, I don't need to change shoes or anything. I mean, obviously if it's like pouring rain, that'll be a different, you change socks yeah but like if it's not pouring rain or something it's just like i'll deal with it for 12 hours is your crew gonna be at different crew stops yeah there's like a couple spots you can be i told my parents to come out so my parents are coming out so the spreadsheet is for different estimated times depending on how you're feeling oh i know so i I, i've done that for my mom plenty of times where like you put the like the fastest and the slow like what are the range like potential splits and stuff right 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 but um but then like my friend who just did her hundred like then she had like the what she wanted and eat right like what was supposed Mm -hmm. to happen but like people did not follow directions it was a mess mess. i put when i go to a race I put in my training peaks the things I'm supposed to do on that day and what time they're supposed to happen. That's as close to a spreadsheet as I like. I know this day I'm going to go pack and pick up, then go swim, and then you need to be resting by this time. And but mm. I, that's the closest I do to a a spreadsheet. Yeah, I but can't. I think when you're like when you're like multiple days and like you know what I mean, that's when it's like you have to make it for your crew so they know when to yeah i can you. see that yeah because yeah. otherwise they're just like sitting out there being like i don't know jocelyn's gonna come sometime or okay so like my husband did cim this past weekend right mm-hmm. we talk about cim and so his uh chip stopped working like sh- around 25k mm-hmm. and i and because uh because he was not fully trained for it i was standing i didn't know like at 30k i was like it's possible he stopped like definitely possible like he just you know, was like walked off the course. Walked off the course. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't know. And then he came by and I was like, oh, okay, he's still running fine. Like then I was like, he's running fine. But then it didn't like it had it stopped working. So then it didn't pick it up anywhere, like Uh-oh. from there on. Yeah. And so I realized that if I didn't literally see him finish and like keep eyes on him, I was like not gonna be able to find him because they weren't gonna have like a record of him. They oh. weren't gonna you know what I'm saying? Like there was not gonna be like any way. And he's one of those people who like, you know is delirious when it like collapses into a bush and you have to like very dramatic right so i was like so i literally was like if i don't get there before he gets there i'm like it's gonna it's gonna take me like two hours you'll so never like, find him never he'll find be him. like <laughs> lost in the ether <laughs> this like happened when he did 70.3 worlds i literally eventually had to like yeah he was he had like wandered off somewhere and like laid down in some grass and he was like oh i thought you would figure that out <laughs> amongst thousands and thousands right. of people you were gonna find him i thought you knew where this blade of grass was because right. right. you're you're you have this special connection right you just know yeah so i'm always in one of two places my van or the med tent that's oh, right. no. how that works so CIM though, Kelly, originally you were signed up. I did sign up, which is why he, I actually ran into the girl I sold my bim to too, Ava. Okay. Uh, uh, right after as well. Um, so I signed us both up. And mm-hmm. so part of the reason that he was like, not really, didn't really, was because he was just like, whatever. I just have to be like ready to run like what Kelly wants to run, which is like 250 something. And so he didn't know like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like he was not, didn't know anything else. He was just like, I just have to show up and run with Kelly. 
but then I didn't run. So, so he still had to run. Just a shame. But he didn't go 250? No, he went like 258. Oh, damn. Yeah. Good job, Steve. All right. Yeah. Um, it was ugly at the end. But CIM is crazy because so many people are going for Olympic qualifying times. Like it's such a place that people go for Olympic qualifying times. OTQ. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's a fast course. It's like good weather, right? It's the last one before the cutoff usually. Cause it's like so late. So it's like a whole bunch of reasons, but it's also because everyone knows that like, you know, then other people do, right. You know, that there's going to be a group like, which is rare, right? Like it's hard to find a group running a group of women running 237 is like yeah and there's like yeah. usually pacers and it's like not so crowded yeah i mean there's literally like i mean they don't i thought they because like it's just too much but there's usually yeah there's like a pacer or like and they often um will give like $400 if you break like and they have a bell like it's a whole thing right mm -hmm. but it makes it like crazy because it's like i mean it's a midsize is like an 8,000, 10,000 person, right? This isn't like a major. This is like a midsize marathon. Yeah. Yeah. And like 1,300 people of that run under three hours. Oh, that's it's like, yeah, that's a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. So many. So it's just like, so I was standing there on the sidelines and it was like, I mean, this is not an exaggeration. It was 200 and something men mm -hmm. all running in the 220s. Whoa. Like, yeah before the first woman came by and so you start to be like like you're literally standing there and then like men who are running to 25 to 20 marathons like all look the same you know, like not to they're all wearing the same short right so you're standing there and you're like did I like miss something is this like did uh did like they start early like did like did the women go somewhere else like I'm like I'm like did I like am I in the right place like it is fucking weird very weird what's the men's standard 217 218 sorry 218 okay I thought so it was men's, faster than that men's standards 218 women's standards 237 um this is the deadline it's about 220 men 170 something women that made it um so that used to be one of my potential aspirations on like post-triathlon life was an otq and then they moved it down to yeah if they had kept it at 245 is, i probably would have like yeah. dedicated my last four years to that yeah like yeah like no it's not happening and then my friend of mine goes well you could like what about super shoes and you're like super shoes is how i was gonna get to 245 man like yeah let's be yeah. real like, not gonna take another <laughs> yeah what eight minutes off Whew. no super so. shoes is what got me under four so hey right. like, that's <laughs> that's what's happening here so all right, to close out before Sarah, because next week, so next week's our last episode of the year, and we're going to talk about our favorite things, best of the year, and then we're taking a two-week break. Um, but since Khadijah missed our AMA episode, here's my, we're going to ask her the big question from last week. You ready, Khadijah? What is your biggest triathlon regret? And it, and enough, not enough of us talked about dating regrets, because I feel like, like that's really what that person wanted to hear about. <laughs> biggest triathlon regret uh-huh which could be a triathlon which dating could be anything. regret right. yeah i well you know what now that i i think about it not going to nice and i hope to 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 fix that regret next year oh you mean not going to the yeah not going to nice in 2019 yeah for the 70.3 oh, worlds. worlds yeah mm -hmm. i hope to i hope to correct that next year if i can get my hiney across the line fast enough all right all right see that's like what's the word that's like not a like like a that's like a, a fixable regret right like it's not like a it's like a, oh i'll do something different yeah that's not like jocelyn's like uh should have never gave that guy the time of day regret right, right. all right that, yeah <laughs> yeah you just don't leave someone stranded in a foreign country I'm I'm too quick. At, I'm good at saying. <laughs> I'm just like you know what, yeah. You know what? You're boring. Uh, gotta go. Or you know what? I'll call you. Just wait right there. Just wait right there. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, hopefully Sarah comes back next week. Hopefully, man. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you all for listening. If you have a, your favorite thing from this year, your best uh, best triathlon moment of 2024, share it with us in a voicemail. 
Uh, the link is in the show notes, and we 2023. will. Twenty twenty three. Yeah, best of twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty three. That's a wrap. <laughs> I've already moved on this year. Yeah. Uh, best of twenty twenty four is gonna be all of us racing in Nice together. Yeah, inshallah. Uh, so yeah, best of twenty twenty three, and we will do that next week, and uh, and we'll see you all then. Thanks for listening. My town, my crown, we know what it takes to be reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We know what it takes to be reaching the top. All right, Alyssa, I'm like starting to swim more again. And I feel like you were swimming a lot last year with oh, with one water. And how did you keep your hair from get, getting so destroyed? I was swimming so much last year. And I used to try hard, Kelly, and I still swear by it. They have extensively researched this problem and created a superior vegan, dermatologically tested proprietary blend. Try hard has shampoo, conditioner, body wash, and more stuff. Everything you're gonna need for your pre and post swim necessities. I've also seen that top pros like Chelsea Sodaro and Lucy Charles Barkley also praise the effectiveness of Try Hard. I think it's like it's definitely changed how good I feel just coming out of chlorine. And we have a code right now too for anyone who wants to try, you know, try Try Hard and stop suffering from dry, itchy skin, having their hair get all, you know, green, which happens to me because mine's like super blonde and get all beat up. You can try any of the TryHard products with the code 20FEISTY, that's 20FEISTY, for 20% off store-wide at tryhard.co. So that's 20FEISTY for 20% off at tryhard.co. I'm personally very excited to have Precision Fuel and Hydration signing on as a new Feisty Try sponsor. Precisely because of their commitment to education and to making sure that all the women lining up for triathlons this year have all the information you need to fuel your races. Like, did you know women often underfuel and more typically complain about gel consistency, which I know I personally like really love the light and easy to get down precision gels, which still have 30 grams of carbohydrates. But the most important thing is to test all of this yourself. And that's why you can use Precision Sweat Testing Spreadsheet to do your own testing and to calculate your own sweat loss. And look, like I know that can sound intimidating. I also was, uh, but it's really super manageable. When you enter your numbers into their formula, it spits out how much sweat you lose, how much sodium, and then you can calculate and figure out what works for you. And then you can book your totally free consultation with their sports scientists will walk you through your own race plan. You can find all of this information and a ton more on female fueling, hydration, things to know in the Precision Fuel and Hydration Knowledge Hub on their website. And you can test out their gels, drink mixes, electrolyte pills, and their specially formulated flow gel, which is made just for how people fuel in long course triathlon. Get 15% off your first order with the code FTP15. That's FTP, the number 15, like feisty triathlon pods or like functional threshold power ftp15 at pfandh.com 